Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where we learn all about building resilience in ourselves and helping others build it too. We draw from the principles of positive psychology and coaching to help you face adversity and do more than just survive. We want you to thrive. We are certified life coaches and speech language pathologists, and we will help you manage your mind, your emotions, and become the very best version of yourself, version 2.0. Let's get started. This is Heather Stables and Leah Davidson, and this is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 26, Overwhelm. Hi, Leah. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am good. Thank you. I was thinking about this podcast and I'm hoping that this podcast on overwhelm won't be too overwhelming because there's a lot of stuff about overwhelm. You know what? Let's talk about it. Let's get right into it. Tell me. So it's a problem that most people are facing and Uh so much so that is exactly who we coach. I don't think I've ever had a client come who does not say, yeah, there's parts of my life that are pretty overwhelming because most people are experiencing overwhelm or they have experienced overwhelm. And the thing about overwhelm is that we think it's caused by doing too many things and not enough time, too many tasks in general, family responsibilities, social obligations, work commitments, activities, And the things we have to do, the specific things, they are our circumstances. (laughs) So you probably know what I'm going to say next, because if you've been listening and if you know about the model, if you go back to the model that we taught, the individual items we have to do go in our C line, which is our circumstance line. But our circumstance line, the top of our model is simply a fact. So I could have like 10 specific things in my circumstance line or 200 things in my circumstance lines. And those are just facts. It's only when I start thinking about them in a certain way that I create the overwhelm. So guess what? It's not the circumstances that cause overwhelm. It's It's our our thoughts. thoughts. It's always our thoughts. But the thing is, is that like most of us talk about overwhelm, like it's optional or it's not optional and that it's something that just happens to us. But believe it or not, overwhelm is actually a result of our thoughts and our, our thoughts running wild because we actually cause ourselves overwhelm because we're having a hard time managing our mind. And it's when we think about the 10 things or that 200 things that cause us overwhelm and what we think is completely optional. And if you want to test that out, ask yourself what 10 people would think about having 10 things on their to-do list. Some would think it's, you know, a lot to get done and others would think it's, you know, not a big deal. So we have our circumstance, the number of things, then we have our thoughts about that circumstance. And depending on what we're thinking, that is how we create our feelings of overwhelm, right? Exactly, because overwhelm is actually an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a feeling that we get. And so then it goes in the third line of our model, the F line. So I want you to think of when you are overwhelmed, when you're feeling overwhelmed. Can you think of what is going on in your mind? What kind of thoughts do you have racing through your mind? So if you want to jump into my mind... (laughs) see what my mind is thinking when I feel overwhelmed it's things like I have too much to do I'll never get this done I'm exhausted and I can't handle one more thing 
there's no way I can get this done. I don't have enough time to do this. This is not humanly possible. I always have way too much to do, or even the thought that goes through my mind sometimes is I'm completely overwhelmed. <laughs> so what feelings do those sentences, do those thoughts in your head elicit? Well, in my body, it's overwhelm. So it can actually be a whole bunch of other emotions, but when you swirl other emotions all together, you create that umbrella emotion of overwhelm. I look at overwhelm as I'm a little bit irritated, I'm frustrated, I'm exhausted, and put those all together and stir them all up. And what do you get? A giant pot of soup of overwhelm. We get flooded with all these other emotions, and that is what creates the overwhelm. It's like a, a storm. It is the perfect mm -hmm. storm. The perfect and I think, storm. like, we layer on top of you know, having a, a negative, I'm using air quotes, emotion, but I don't think it's, it's too different from last week's episode, stress. Like it's the same. It's just, it's layering, you know, like now you're judging. We always are judging our emotions and that's what adds all these layers. So overwhelm is really the catch-all of emotions for so many emotions. And we get overwhelmed because we have so many emotions going on all at once and they're all created by our thoughts. So overwhelm isn't something that happens to you. It's something that we actually create with our thoughts because our thoughts create our feelings. And it's interesting to think about overwhelm because it's actually what we call an indulgent emotion. And that means it's the kind of emotion that keeps us stuck. It can lead to things like stress and anxiety. It's not a helpful emotion. And some emotions, you know, we want to acknowledge and identify and spend time processing because we know that as we allow it, we move through it and it'll help us move forward. But overwhelm doesn't do that. It doesn't move us forward. It keeps us stuck and often paralyzed and we can get, get caught up in the storm and just keep swirling. Yeah, just constantly swirling. So what happens to you when you experience overwhelm? I want you to think about what do you do? What actions do you take or do you not take when you get overwhelmed? And I'm gonna give you some typical responses. You know, there's some typical responses that I have. So the first one is you could get into paralysis and just completely shut down, where you just think like, yeah, I can't do this. And you end up doing nothing. You don't even know where to start. You don't know where to begin. A second thing that sometimes people do is buffer, and we've talked about that term before, and that's just basically like we distract ourselves with things. And sometimes they're things that are not healthy. So we may turn to, I'm feeling overwhelmed, so I'm gonna go grab something to eat, pour myself a drink, go online shopping, binge on Netflix. These are all the things that I can't deal with the overwhelm, so I'm gonna distract myself instead. Another thing we may do is we just procrastinate. Oh, I'll do it later. Okay, I'm too overwhelmed right now. I'm just, I'll just deal with it later. Another thing is we do things half-heartedly or with the negative energy. That's actually one of my go-to ones. I, I tend to not completely avoid doing things. I tend to just be like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And then I do it really half-heartedly or the energy that I put into it is really kind of negative. Another thing that I also do quite regularly is when I'm overwhelmed, I will get irritable. I will get pretty moody. And yeah, that's how irritability shows up with the overwhelm. Oh yeah. And then there's the other one. 
that happens to me as well. I always feel like when I share all these things, I'm creating a list of all the things that I do, but hopefully it just helps everybody see that we're all pretty human. Buzz around and go crazy trying to get things done. Yeah. So I'm overwhelmed. You do that, do that too, Heather? Yeah. 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 I need I'll to like move. Buzz around yeah. and I'll do a little bit of this and I'll buzz around and do a little bit of that and I'll dip. I may not get things done to completion. And mm -hmm. that then leads me to being more kind of frenzied and maybe not getting things accomplished that I want to, maybe getting irritable. Or the last thing that sometimes if I'm so overwhelmed, I will just sit down and cry. And sometimes that feels good. And like you said about the indulgent emotions, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, we're not going to feel overwhelmed. It just means that an indulgent emotion is not necessarily useful, but it can still feel good. Like I can sit and cry and it kind of feels good, but crying doesn't really get me anywhere. But sometimes it's just a release that we need. Really, when you're overwhelmed, whatever your go-to is, the result is you don't do anything. You're not productive. You spin. We don't feel good emotionally. And then we end up layering on other emotions. We beat ourselves up for being overwhelmed. We feel shame for being overwhelmed. So overwhelmed is never productive and it doesn't lead us to where we want to be. And that's why we wanted to talk about it today because you're not getting the results that you can get in your life if you are feeling constantly overwhelmed. And I know many of you are thinking, nope, it's not my thoughts. <laughs> I know when I heard that I was annoyed, it truly was because I have like too much on my plate and something has got to give. I would try to think of what I could take off my plate. And you know, that's a good idea too. If we can change our circumstances, obviously that's helpful. It's much easier to have better thoughts though about the four things on your plate than the 20. So I do think a logical place to start is to do some weeding and clearing. And I love that analogy because really when you think of weeds growing, they grow rampantly and very easily. And that's exactly like the intrusive negative thoughts in our brain. Like mm. you have to, you know, deliberately work at removing them. And, and I like to use this very simple system. And this is taken from the book, How to Get Things Done by David Allen. That's right. So it's called the four D's. And basically he talks about doing, discarding, delegating, and delaying. And what he talks about is looking at things that are say on our to-do list and going through and deciding what to do with it. So the first thing is if something on your list is going to take less than five minutes, the recommendation is to just do it. Don't transfer it to a list. Don't move it to one area or another. Just do it. The second thing is when you come across something, sometimes you see it and you think to yourself, I'm never going to do it, but we keep it on the list anyways, or we move it to a different pile. Like just throw it out, just discard it. The third thing is you can ask yourself when you see something on your list of things that you need to do, is there somebody else that could do this for me? Is there even somebody who could do it better than me? And that's when we learn to delegate. So we do it if it's under the five minutes, we discard it if it's like junk and we think, okay, I'm never gonna do it. We delegate if there is somebody who could do it for us. And the last thing we can do is delay. And by delay, he's not talking about procrastination. He's talking about, we'll do it another time, but you always schedule it in. So you always find a spot for it to go. And if you do those four Ds, it can clean your list out pretty well.
But even when I do this magical little clean out, which I do, that's how I deal with my to-do list. I go through, I either do, discard, delegate, or delay. But what ends up happening is I find I have a lot of delays. A lot of things get scheduled in and I run out of space to schedule. And then I start feeling that overwhelm and I start going down that spiral. Why? Because it's my thoughts that are really causing the overwhelm. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the kind of thoughts that you can, that can keep you stuck in overwhelm. And you really want to be aware of these thoughts so that you can see what they are creating for you. And there's quite a few of them. So don't get overwhelmed by all the <laughs> thoughts that create overwhelm. Just know that these are just sampling of them and you might identify with some of them. So we try to include a whole bunch of thoughts, but don't get overwhelmed with them all. So the first kind of thoughts that lead to overwhelm are the should thoughts. And these are all the thoughts that we have when we think we should be doing something. So maybe these are the thoughts about what we think we should be doing, or we think that others think we should be doing. We then focus on all the shoulds instead of focusing on what we're actually doing. Now, this is not to say that sometimes should statements can't be motivating. You just have to test them out. If you say, I should do something and it feels good and motivating, then by all means, do it. But if the should statement leads you to feel shame or guilt or overwhelm, then you know it's not a helpful statement. And that is a sneaky little thought that is causing some of the overwhelm. So number two, another thing that can lead to overwhelm is all or nothing thinking. And you know, I star in this movie too. This is one <laughs> of those thinking traps and we start thinking that we need to do it all or we do nothing. And you know, life is filled with shades of gray. So when we start to engage in this all or nothing thinking, our brain gets very overwhelmed when the shades of gray are presented, or when we don't do it at all, or we run out of time. You know, I have to go for a run, but it's got to be a 10k run, or I have to make dinner and it's got to be gourmet. You know, I have to write this proposal and it's got to be completed with the PowerPoints to go with it. I've got to save money and it's got to be in $100 increments, whatever it is. If we are striving to do it all, we can run into problems and we need to redefine what our all looks like. The third way is through perfectionism. What happens is you set some high bars that maybe are not even realistic and then you go out and you try to achieve them and then things are never good enough. You focus on all the tiny details and all those tiny details build up and you think you aren't doing them properly and then you don't end up accomplishing what you set out to do. Or because of the all or nothing thinking, you just end up doing nothing because if it's not perfect, then what's the point? So we convince ourselves that it's not good enough, that it's a failure, that we messed up, that others can do it so much better. So all these thoughts in our mind, and then we get overwhelmed when we have them. Mm -hmm. Another way, number four, a big contributor to overwhelm is telling ourselves that we're confused. And maybe you feel confused and you're telling yourself you don't know what to do. Then you can't figure it out and that things don't make sense. And often with confusion, we just need to take one step to learn something or to ask a question to redirect our brain in a new way. Our brain sticks to, I don't know, but we can escape that trap by asking, hmm, what if I did know? Or what do I know? Or reminding myself, I don't know yet, but I'll figure it out. All thoughts put us like back into the driver's seat. All of those thoughts put us back into the driver's seat and not feeling helpless in overwhelm and in the trunk. 
So confusion is usually driven by fear. So sometimes we may actually want to explore what that underlying fear is. Like what are we feel fearful of? And is it the unknown? Is it failure? What, where, where does the fear come from? The fifth thing is another reason we can get caught in overwhelm is we may have a tendency to people please. Are we saying yes to too many things and no to too few things? We get overwhelmed because we think about everyone else and rather than think about what we need or want, we end up doing everything that everyone else wants and often we end up doing it resentfully. And that leads us to overwhelm. So instead of just being honest and saying, I love you, but no, we say yes, and then we're resentful and overwhelmed. So people pleasing is an indicator that perhaps we fear what people think too much of us. And so you might want to check out our previous episode about what other people think, if that's something that you keep running into. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a really good one. Number six, um, Thoughts about time are also a way that we feel overwhelmed. Notice, I did not say bad time management, rather thoughts about time. Now you can plan your time with overwhelm. Yes, as long as you're changing your thoughts about it first. So telling yourself over and over that you have no time, it'll be kind of hard to find time because your brain is in a stressed state. When you practice other thoughts, like I have enough time to do what's important, there's always plenty of time. Another thought could be, I'm always able to get things done eventually. Even thoughts like, I just need to sit down and plan. That is a thought that can give you um, a sense of relief from stress and overwhelm. So play around with the thoughts and, and that can give you some relief. And I think this is a big one, Heather, because I know that a lot of times we sort of fight with this idea, no, I really don't have time. I really don't have time. And what we don't realize is every time you say, I really don't have time, first of all, you're wasting time. And (laughs) second of all, second of all, your brain cannot come up with a solution. You've literally just completely shut the door. And that's why I think a lot of times people don't like, well, I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to delude myself by saying, I have plenty of time. I've got all the time in the world. But it is more helpful doing something like, I will find the time to do what's important to me. I always end up getting things done, maybe not on the exact timeline I've planned. So playing around with thoughts like that are always going to be better than just saying, I don't have time. That's a good one. Last one, number seven, is thoughts about all the options. We could do this one or we could do that one. We talk to people and they feed us more and more thoughts. So somebody may say, have you considered this or have you considered that or have you considered this? So overwhelm can actually be caused by offering our brain too many thoughts to consider. Then our brain turns to thoughts like, I don't know, and it freaks out and we shut down and we don't know and we feel like our head's gonna explode. So be very careful about all the options that you're offering. And I think it's kind of funny because we've just offered so many options to you of what your brain can be thinking. So you're probably feeling a bit overwhelmed right now. (laughs) Yes, you're likely feeling overwhelmed and all the options that we've given you, but that all this is to say that overwhelm is created by your thoughts. 
That's right. So now what do we do with overwhelm? How do we handle it? As we said earlier, you can do the first D's to get the circumstances that will be easier to think about. But then what? What if you're still overwhelmed after you've done the do, discard, delegate, and delay? So here's a few things that you can do. So the first thing, you know what I'm going to say, manage your mind. Overwhelm is a thought problem. So we need to start with our thoughts, get them all out on paper, do a thought download. And if you don't know how to do that, go back to episode four, where we walk you through facts and story and help teach you how to do a thought download. And also episode 10 is very specific on thought downloads. So then you go through, you separate all the facts and the thoughts, you pull out the facts, and then that can help you do some planning and scheduling with those facts. That can be important because then we can plan to take action, which we'll talk about more in a minute. So we want to call out our thoughts though. Like, are they all or nothing? What do I make success mean? What are my expectations of myself? Um, you want to get really honest with yourself and really become aware of what your brain is doing. Which thoughts out of your list or out of our list do you most commonly engage in? These are our mind traps. Yeah, we want to call out our thoughts though. Are they all or nothing? What do I make success mean? What are my expectations of myself? You really want to get honest with yourself and become aware of what your brain is doing. Which thoughts out of our list do you most commonly engage in? These are the mind traps, so we want to be aware of them. What we are aware of, then we can modify. This is where having a coach can come in handy. They can help identify what your limiting beliefs are. So once you see what your limiting beliefs are, then you can start playing around with the thoughts to see if there are other ones that can help you feel a little different. That's right. So the second way to deal with overwhelm is after you look at your thoughts, that can lead to some effective planning. And by effective planning, I don't mean that you have to plan out your whole week, although that can work for many people. I personally find it so helpful to look at the facts and then I break things down. I put it on paper. I plan things out. That's what helps me with overwhelm. Whenever I feel overwhelmed, I, I go to some paper. But for many, the idea of doing that can be overwhelming. So what I want you to do instead is to plan to take one step, just one small step. Just take the next best step that will move you forward. So like we said, we often get overwhelmed because we start thinking of everything we have to do, how much we have to do, and we start looking way, way, way into the future. We need to shorten our lens. We don't have to have our whole path mapped out right now. We just need to know the next best step. So I often, when I talk with clients about, I talk about the analogy of driving to Florida. I say, if you are driving to Florida, you don't have to see Florida and be constantly looking at Florida because you're not going to be able to do that. You just need to know that at the stop sign, I turn right. Once you get to the stop sign, what do I do? Now, it doesn't mean that you don't have some planning that you can do, but you don't have to get so far ahead. You know that along the way, you can keep looking at where do I turn next? Where do I go next? So just think of the next best step. I'm a huge advocate for doing things in five minute increments. I think, I can't remember if we talked about this before on the podcast, but we've talked about it in our videos. Five minutes is manageable to me. Five minutes of self-care, five minutes of exercise, five minute nap, 
which I am known to do. Five minutes connecting with somebody, five minutes working on a project for work. I am committed to just getting started and doing five minutes. Now, if I get the momentum and can do more, then great. If not, then at least I've accomplished something anyway, and I am moving forward. So if you are feeling burned out, try just five minutes of self-care, five minutes of meditation. If you are overwhelmed, take the next smallest step, and that just gets you moving forward. Number three, constraint. As much as overwhelm is a thought problem, chances are you're having thoughts about a lot of things, a lot of balls in the air. One problem we have in society today is that we are surrounded by options. So many options. One thing that is helpful to, or is to practice constraint. Constraint is like limiting yourself, limiting the number of things in your mind that is like that you're chattering about. So practice constraint. Don't try to work on 20 things. Pick a few things at a time, maybe even just one thing. Maybe you want to select something from each area of your life, like mind, body, heart, or maybe divide it into health, family, work. Whatever your categories are, you just want to exercise some degree of constraint. Focus on that next step, as Leah mentioned, that five minutes for those few areas. When we practice constraint and focus on minimal things, we also reduce the number of decisions we have to make about things. And decision-making can be exhausting. And this is why there is such a thing as called decision fatigue. If we are practicing constraint, we reduce the chatter and we reduce the number of decisions we make. We can build a bit of momentum in a few areas of our life. Yeah, that is a really good one. Constraint is so important because we can't be going in all directions at the same time. Okay, so the last thing we're going to talk about is one of, I think, the best ways of dealing with overwhelmics. At least that's what many of my clients have found the most helpful. So as we mentioned before, overwhelm is considered a catch-all emotion. So we feel so many emotions and then we get flooded from all these emotions coming from all the different directions and that's what makes us feel overwhelmed. We don't even know what the emotions are. We just know that everything in our life is bleeding into each other. Yeah, so one of the best things that you can do is try to become aware of what's going on in the different areas of your life and what exact emotions are being triggered. Our emotions, as you know, they fuel our actions. They influence our judgment. They influence how we make decisions. They influence how we show up. We need to try to become very aware of what specific emotions we are having. So instead of saying, I'm overwhelmed with life and it's one big sea of many emotions swirling around that I have no control over. I want to sit down and break it down. And I would even suggest you do this on paper to get a good visual. Take out a pen and draw some circles. In each circle, I want you to put a label representing each area of your life. So you might put your partner, your kids, even individual circles for each individual child, work, diet, exercise, friends. You might want to add individual circles for specific things for you that you are feeling. And then next, underneath each circle, I want you to write out all the thoughts and all the feelings that you're having about that topic in the circle. And maybe they're good feelings. Maybe you're having some negative challenges. I want you to separate it all out. And I want you to get really specific with the feeling. We need to name that feeling to tame it. 
And so each circle is like a little pond of your thoughts and feelings about each area of your life. And the reason that we do this is because we usually just have like one giant circle. It's like one giant ocean or sea of emotion. And we put everything in that circle. So we just throw in like everything that's happening at work and home or school with friends, our health, our money. And within that circle, then everything kind of bleeds into each other. It's one big mess. So for example, you may be having challenges with one of your kids, but you'll end up yelling at another child or you may be stressed out about something that's happening in your health and that's spilling over into your marriage. You may have had a stressful day at work and be feeling really irritated that something a colleague did and then you come home and your child asks you a question and you get mad at them. Essentially what's happening is you're taking out your stressful day on your child because you have so many thoughts about one thing and you end up taking it out on another. So in this sea, this ocean, this big, big circle is a whole mishmash of emotions and they're all running together and that is what creates overwhelm. And so when you separate all the areas out, you can look and see where the specific areas of your life that you may need to work on. And you you may need to parse out, you know, the thoughts from the circumstances, like the, the facts in the story. And then, only then, you gain awareness. And awareness is so key because if you identify the emotions that you're feeling, you can actually insert a little pause before your reaction. Ask yourself, am I feeling this emotion because of another area of my life? How do I want to respond in this situation? situation. Who do I want to be? You will likely see you need to deal with a certain emotion, process it, but then you can do it attributing that feeling to its source as opposed to letting it subconsciously bleed into everything else and impacting your next experience. So instead of feeling like you're completely overwhelmed and everything in your life is a big mess and you're falling apart, you can just look at your circles and see, okay, I'm in this area. I'm okay in this area. You know, this area seems to be having challenges, so I'm gonna focus on that. Then you can choose one thing that can help you in that area. So this is kind of a mixture of all the previous things that we've talked about. You are separating out the thoughts and the facts, and then you're practicing constraint. You're focusing on what really needs focusing on, and then taking a step towards something that will move you forward. And when I do this exercise with my clients, there is a sense of relief. They think like, okay, my whole life is not a complete disaster. I'm having challenges in these areas. And even if you have a whole lot of areas that you are challenged in, they don't bleed into each other. You are able to consider each one and then decide on the next step for each one. It's kind of like saying, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time. So you're preparing your bites and then you decide which one to eat first. And you can do this quick little exercise daily as you move from one experience to another, sort of checking in with yourself. How am I feeling as I'm leaving work? Okay, I'm frustrated or exhausted or annoyed. I now need to recognize that, be aware of that and even process that so I don't move on to the next experience of seeing my family and letting those emotions carry over. So that is why it's so important to learn to manage our emotions and not let them bleed and spill out everywhere. We need to learn how to effectively deal with feelings. And of course, we did that on our podcast. And that is episode 11 and episode 12.
by becoming aware and specifically labeling our feelings, we can prevent so much overwhelm. So instead of dealing with this constant overwhelm, we're dealing with frustration in this area in our life, sadness in this area in your life. Now, this might have been a little bit hard to understand because um, it's probably very visual. So I do want to encourage you to stop in at our Facebook Live that we do on Wednesdays after the podcast goes live at 530 Eastern on our in our group, the Building Resilience Club. And there's always a replay video. So if you're hearing this uh, afterwards, the replay is there. And we'll go through and show you this circle example, show you what it actually looks like mapped out on a whiteboard, because it may be hard just listening to it, but it is such a fantastic way to deal with overwhelm and start dealing with the emotions that are actually creating the overwhelm. That's what we have for you today. Overwhelm is an emotion that we create with our thoughts. If you're overwhelmed at times, Welcome to the club. <laughs> we are all human and we are going to experience overwhelm, just like stress and all the other feelings. Now we can for starters adjust our circumstance by doing the four D's, do, discard, delegate, and delay. But that's not enough because remember, overwhelm is really created from our minds, from our thoughts. So we want to explore our thoughts to see what our common thinking traps are. As we talked about perfectionism, all or nothing thinking, these are things that can cause us overwhelm. And then we can manage our mind. And this is where coaching is so handy because we really do help you tease out what your thoughts are. You can plan and do increments of five minutes in different areas. You want to practice constraint and then you can separate your life into circle worlds. Don't live in a giant sea of overwhelm. Create those little ponds and keep them separate as much as possible. Hopefully that will be helpful to you. And just remember, if you are feeling overwhelmed, nothing has gone wrong. This is all part of our human experience. But if you need some extra help, then reach out to us. We would love to chat with you about how you can reduce the overwhelm in your life. You can follow us at hl.lifecoaching on our Instagram or email us at info at hl-lifecoaching.com. Have a great week.